This is Coach Lee, and I'm going to talk to you about what your ex or separated spouse is going through during the relief stage. And for an ex, it's the first stage after they broke up with you. And for a separated spouse, it's the stage they go into right after they leave. And of course, there are exceptions. And oftentimes, they can even regret their decision and stop in the middle of the relief stage. So I'm speaking generically in general terms about what most exes and most separated spouses go through during the relief stage. Number one, they're glad they got it over with. And so this is classic relief. They did not want to break up with you because they didn't want to hurt you. They felt it was necessary. So I guess in that way, you could say they wanted to in that way, but they didn't want to hurt you. They didn't want to experience the awkwardness and they're glad they got it over with. So they kind of breathe a sigh of relief which is fitting for the release stage. And during this time, it's possible that you are on their mind some because they're wondering how you are taking it. They don't want to think about you hurting. A lot of times they just wish they could go on away from you unscathed and you be unscathed. And they like to just pretend that both of you are just fine. And it might nag at them some in their thoughts, thinking that maybe you're not or wondering if they made the right decision. But in general, there is so much relief to this that they don't look at that too long in their mind. They don't think about it that much. And mostly they're feeling relief that they got it over with. And in some ways they feel like they are resting from the relationship because as I've said in other videos, this didn't happen overnight. Usually it's several weeks, maybe several months. In some cases, if we're talking about a marriage separation, it can even be several years. And so they feel like they deserve a break from all of this. Number two, they feel freedom and sometimes they will convince themselves that they were trapped with you and they couldn't go do the things that they wanted to do because most of us want our cake and to eat it too. And if you've never heard that expression or you've heard that expression and you don't know what it means, it's basically where someone wants to have the cake. Maybe it's decorated nicely and they want to just have it to look at, have it to keep almost like a toy or something, but they also want to eat the cake because it tastes good. It's sweet. It's going to give them that sugar high. And so they are in a dilemma because they want the cake. They want to keep it and not destroy it and to have it as art. But then part of them also wants to eat the cake. And so they want it both ways. And so a lot of people want a relationship, but they also want to feel like they are free of a relationship and they don't have to be respectful to someone about their actions with the opposite sex or texting a lot of people who they probably know it doesn't look good that they're texting them, but they do it anyway. And basically it's where the person does want a relationship and they're probably even looking and thinking about their next relationship a little bit, but they also want the freedom of not having one. And it's just a conundrum of life because everything in life is a trade-off. Everything in life will demand things and will mean that you don't have as much freedom because you have a different goal. And so learning that is going to be how you're able to be successful in life, not just with relationships, but other areas, because everything is going to be a trade-off. And so a lot of times they will want to demonstrate and just revel or wallow in this freedom. They'll go out with their friends and they might make a big deal about it on social media and act as though they haven't been able to do this in a while. And it's just so great, even though most of those people who are going out to clubs and things like that are actually wanting to find a partner. And so it's a classic case of wanting to have your cake, but also wanting to eat it. And we deal with that in life with lots of things. 
But if your ex is in the relief stage, they will have this sense of freedom. And a lot of times they will try to even demonstrate that or get their friends to go out. And it's like they're celebrating the breakup. They're celebrating this life that they think they are now going to that's going to be happier. Lots of times they are mistaken and disappointed. But at the start, they think they're having fun. They think that this is what freedom and fun really is. And a lot of times the person in your shoes who's been broken up with will see this and it's very hurtful because you think, really, being with me was that much of a trap to you. Being with me made you feel like you weren't free. And so just beware that that can be the case, that you could see those things. And it's because they're acting out and trying to embrace and feel this freedom that they think they have now that the relationship is over. And for whatever reason, they didn't want the relationship. And so they enjoy feeling free of it. Before I get to number three, if you're married, get my free mini course on saving a marriage. The link is in the description below, or you can go to myexpatcoach.com and click on the marriage tab. Or if this is a breakup of a dating relationship, get more information on my emergency breakup kit. You can get that at myexpatcoach.com slash EBK as an emergency breakup kit, or the link is in the description below. It's a powerful guide to help you get your ex back, and it's going to keep you from making a lot of the mistakes that could keep your ex away permanently. And it's also going to tell you and show you what to do to help reattract them. It's the emergency breakup kit. The link is in the description below, or you can go to myexpatcoach.com. Number three, while your ex is in relief, they will probably go to the catalog. And what I mean by the catalog is they'll go to a dating website or get on a dating app and they'll start looking around because in today's world, we have this catalog mindset when it comes to people. If this person's not ticking all the boxes, if this person happens to rub us the wrong way or make the wrong decision, it's as though we have a clipboard in our hand and we're putting a check or an X. And if they have too many X's, well, we're just going to leave. And we can go back to this catalog and we can turn the knobs and we can find this perfect person. That's what we think. Sadly, we're mistaken and we're turning into a society that does not value commitment and relationships. We just think we can walk away whenever and that that's perfectly fine and we couldn't possibly settle. That would just be the worst thing we could possibly do as though this other person really only exists to check off our boxes and make us happy when really if we are being as we should, if we are treating the relationship as we should, our focus should be on our own behavior and on making this other person happy, being the best partner we can for them. If both people think that, things will be great. And of course, people tend to overthink and analyze this and make relationships so difficult. And that's why there are so many breakups. And that's why there are so many divorces. But don't let it shock you if your ex, even though they've told you, no, I'm not interested in dating anybody else. That's the most common thing they say. And the reason they say that is they don't want the drama of you finding out. They don't want to have to hear from you on it. They don't want to hurt you, at least in their presence, to where you're going to talk to them about it and make this a difficult situation and kind of ruin their relief. So they just pretend. They lie. They say, oh, no, I'm not interested in dating anybody right now. That is one of the most common things that an ex will say. And it is rarely true, even though people who've been broken up with want to believe it so badly. And it helps them dismiss the idea that there's another person and they feel better about the situation because they don't have to think about their ex or their separated spouse with someone else, but most of the time people will go look around and see what's out there because they feel like they have all these options. It's just overwhelming when really they don't have nearly as many as they think they do. And this person's not going to check all those boxes either, which is really ridiculous that we have this list that this person has to fulfill. 
And of course, you being the person who's been broken up with, you feel the brunt of that the most because you can't live up to perfection. You can't live up to a constant state of limerence because it's impossible. And yet that's what sometimes people will see your mission in life being is checking the boxes. And if you don't check one, well, they've got to go find that perfect mannequin-like person out there who does check all those boxes. And so that's the sad state that we live in with relationships because rather than focus on being peace for each other, just being good to each other and keeping things simple so that it's not stressful and we can just enjoy life together, a lot of people will overcomplicate it, overanalyze it and make it difficult and miserable on both people. And then they will leave because the other person didn't zig when they should have zagged. And it's ridiculous. Number four, they will think about you some because if they were in a relationship with you that had any time in it at all, let's say more than three months, then intimacy has been established. They know what you experience during the day. They know what you think about it. They know what you feel about it. And that intimacy, even in our catalog society, our catalog culture, that intimacy is still something that feels valuable. It feels good. And so they will kind of wonder about you some. And usually this is near the end of the relief stage when they're going into the next stage, which is curiosity, because they are missing that intimacy with you. And so they will feel a little bit curious here and there. But usually they will have something planned with those friends where they're going out to wallow in their freedom. So they are able to dismiss it. They will assume they made the right decision. And especially in the relief stage, they will think, even if they didn't make the right decision, they could always come back to you because your interest in them is so high because you didn't want the breakup and they saw how it hurt you. And you might've even begged and pleaded because you don't know what else to do. You're begging for mercy when someone has that kind of power over you that they can just dismiss you. And so they think that they could get you back really whenever they wanted you. And so there's no need to worry about it. That's how their mind works during this stage. It doesn't make them evil or wicked. It's just kind of how the mind reacts to the situation. And so what can make this really confusing is that they might even check on you some. And a lot of that is they want to feel like they're a good person. They don't want to feel guilty about this. And they want to feel like, well, I checked on them. That makes me a good person. So I can feel better about this, even though I hurt them and broke up with them for some superficial reason. I can check on them and that will absolve me of all responsibility and they'll be just fine. And of course, I'm not talking about relationships where there was abuse or mistreatment or cheating or severe neglect or rejection. I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about the classic, oh, it's not you, it's me. I need to work on myself. Darn it. That kind of stuff that's usually just means that they were bored and they wanted this limerence and this magic to just keep going and they wanted to look into that catalog and all those dating apps because they think that they could do better. And that's really, unfortunately, the mindset of a lot of people. They look at this person and think, could I do better? Which is a really miserable, terrible way to look at it. Instead of thinking, how can I be the best partner? How can we make this relationship better? How can we be peace for each other and make a great life for ourselves? Instead, it's this burning question, can I do better? And if the answer is probably not, then they might do those things. But if they suspect they could, then it's very tempting to go see if you can do better. And it dehumanizes people and it only serves to lift up this catalog culture that we have right now, which means if you don't check all the boxes and make me happy, then I'm just going to go find somebody else, even if you want to work on it and want to make things better. Number five is during the relief stage, your ex can be cruel, just like they can in the other stages, but they can lose patience with you. 
And it's basically where you're kind of raining on their parade. It's like they want to be free and they don't want to have to feel any guilt. They don't want to have to worry that you're hurting. They just kind of want to cover their eyes, cover their ears and pretend that you don't exist or that you are just fine and that you completely get it and that you can kind of move on a little bit enough to where you're not hurting, but you're going to stay put in backup plan mode just in case they were wrong or changed their minds. And they're going to go experience freedom and they're going to fantasize about how they could get someone better. And they just go to the catalog and they tune the dials and find someone just perfect who ticks all the boxes. And then maybe they will have happiness. But if not, you'll stay there because you want them so bad. And if you threaten that mirage and that illusion, they can get upset. They'll want you to leave them alone because they want this freedom. They want to feel like they got it over with. And when you don't let it happen, they run harder to be further away from you. And how they do that is a lot of times they'll be cruel. It's like, leave me alone. And they will say something horrible to you or they will be very short. Maybe they'll yell at you. They will try to be cruel to get you to back away from them. It's like the verbal equivalent of punching you in the face and saying, leave me alone. And a lot of you are shocked and hurt when that happens because it doesn't make sense. It's like, you've done this to me and it hurts so bad and you're angry because I'm hurting. And that is the truth of the matter because your pain is an inconvenience to them. It's raining on their parade when all they want to do is march around and have everyone else see how happy they are on social media. And you are just so darn inconsiderate and won't let them have it. That's what it feels like. So the best thing you can do by far is leave them alone because not only does that keep them from running harder against you and from being cruel to you, which can set up a pattern to where they mistreat you and they're disrespectful to you. If they ever do come back, what you can do is go no contact and let them have it. And they will have to wonder about you when they miss that intimacy and they will be impressed that you are strong enough to stay away. And it will show them if they do decide to come back or not, it will show them they can't manipulate you with a breakup that they can't say, well, you're not making me happy or you've made me mad. So I'm going to break up with you. And so you need to come grovel and beg and plead. And then maybe I will descend from my lofty position and give you another chance. And if they feel that way, they can use that in the future. If you get back together when you're not playing ball, like they want you to, maybe you didn't get them the best gift for their birthday, like they wanted or Valentine's day. Your performance wasn't very good. They didn't like the restaurant you selected. They can pout and break up with you and make you act better and manipulate you to the point that you come and promise anything. If they will just take you back. You don't want that. That is a future of misery. You want someone who wants peace, who wants to get along and just enjoy life because life's tough. They want to be your relief from the difficulty. That's who you're looking for. And this could be your ex. They can change. They can mature. They can learn. And I am confident one day, maybe we can get out of this catalog culture. But until then, we're going to be treating relationships like they are toys to serve us instead of a mutual coming together of two people who want the best for each other. Remember to get information on my emergency breakup kit or on my free mini course for saving a marriage. The links are in the description below. Here at the end screen, there will be a video for breakups involving dating relationships and marriage trouble. Pick one that's appropriate to your situation. This has been Coach Lee and as always, thank you for watching.